the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. News Talk Station of the Year with this SRN News update starting now. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Unionized UPS workers voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike on Friday. This sets the stage for a potential work stoppage if the package delivery company and the Teamsters can't come to an agreement on a new contract. The authorization doesn't mean a strike will occur. Instead, it allows the union's leadership to call for a national walkout if both sides fail to reach an agreement before the current contract expires on July 31st. Teamsters leadership had urged the workers to vote for the strike authorization, which would give them more leverage in their negotiations with the company. UPS says it remains confident it will reach an agreement with the union. John Scott reporting. President Biden will get an aerial tour of the collapsed portion of I-95 in Philadelphia tomorrow afternoon. The president will view the damage from the highway collapse and the early stages of the repair and reconstruction efforts. The White House says he will receive a briefing from officials. Last weekend's collapse has snarled traffic in Philadelphia, forcing detours and disrupting busy summer travel along the major north-south interstate highway on the East Coast. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Truck driver Robert Bowers was convicted of the murders of 11 congregants at the Tree of Life Synagogue and the worst anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. Correspondent Peter Smith reports jurors must decide whether Bowers will get the death penalty or be sentenced to life in prison without parole. The defense had offered that he plead guilty in return for a life sentence without parole. However, most of the families of the victims support the seeking of the death penalty, and that's what prosecutors are doing. That will begin a week from Monday if all goes according to schedules. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 108 points, the Nasdaq dropping 93, the S&P 500 lower by 16, and oil up to 71.78 a barrel. More at townhall.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, it's great to be with you on a wonderful, warm Friday evening, June Friday evening, and uh, on Father's Day weekend. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, Blue Daughter Sports Central is a program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka high school ball players, coaches, and alumni. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Florida Door Solutions and Community Health Centers of Central Florida. We'll get right into our show. We have a we have great guests and a great topic tonight. Of course, as you know, and as you've been following, we've been reporting on our show. Blue Darter baseball ended recently, a couple of weeks ago, with the near the end of the school season. We had another excellent season under the leadership of Coach Bobby Brewer, sixteen and ten record. Played in the district championship game, which was a, a heartbreaking loss to Lake Brantley, who's an, of course an outstanding team and program. 
made it to the Metro Conference Championship game, uh, a loss in the, uh, a close game there to an outstanding Windermere team, and Coach Eric Lasseter, who, by the way, is a Blue Daughter baseball alumni. But tonight, we're going to take a hard look at one of the great teams in Apopka Blue Daughter baseball history, the 1968 team, which at the time established the school record for wins, going 18-5 and five and winning the Orange Belt Conference Championship. But we're also going to take a look at the 100-plus year history of baseball at Apopka High School and the Apopka community. And we've got two great guests joining us tonight. David Logan is back again, once again joining us. David was the regular season batting champion for that great 1968 team under the leadership of Coach Connie McHamrick and a three-year starter at catcher and played a scholar, was a scholarship baseball player at Valencia College as well. David, thanks for coming over. Great to see you again. Thank you, Roger. Uh, good to see you. And uh, I have with me a, a basketball Brought star. somebody with you this time, yes. Uh, my good buddy Tim Robinson is here to talk about the, the Joe Sterling years of basketball at Apopka. And uh, I thought I would uh, cover some... Uh, events of that happened before my time. We had a lot of success after my time at Apopka, but uh, a lot of times the history gets uh, shoved away and, and forgotten about. Um, and, uh, no, that's a great point. Apopka is a great baseball town, has a long legacy and a long history as a baseball town. As I said, going back into the early 1900s, even, and um, and so happy you brought Tim. And of course, Tim, you're at least a, a fifth generation of Popkin, correct? Absolutely. Yep. And uh, you know, Tim has got a has a you know, um, amazing wealth of a Popka history, a Popka sports history. As David said, he was an outstanding basketball player um, at a Popka high school. So it's great to have you guys joining me, and I'm looking forward to having you share your wisdom uh, with our listeners tonight. Sure, good to be here. Uh, well, I uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, offer my con- condolences to the family of Fred Brummer, CPA, a good colleague of mine for many years. Uh, Fred was just a great guy, and he passed away recently. My condolences to his wife. He was a long, long-time resident, political leader, and and very fierce representative of Apopka. So we'll miss Fred Brummer. And thank you for mentioning Fred. And um, I want, in fact, I'm planning to do a full sh- a show uh, in memory of Fred. He was a, a huge, a very dear and close friend of mine personally, but he was also an amazing friend of our show, and he helped our show in in myriad ways, uh, going back to our early days of of when I was actually on the air. So thank you for mentioning Fred Brummer. You're so true. He was a a true loyal a Popkin and, and, a, and a, a great patriotic American. He did phenomenal work um, in both his role on the county commission uh, for eight years and also in Tallahassee, taking on some really, really tough issues. Uh, you know, uh, as far as looking at the history of, of, of baseball in Apopka, it's pretty much mirrors, you know, baseball was just invented in like uh, the 1840s in New Jersey. So uh, uh, the earliest mention in the history of Apopka uh, reference uh, to Gerald Schaffner's history of Apopka and Northwest Orange County. Uh, Florida it was centennial, uh, 19, 1882 to 1982. There's a number of mentions of under social activities, the Apopka teams, baseball teams. Uh, there, uh, the history of Apopka, a lot of wealthy people wanted to come to Florida for the winters. And so Zellwood was a, a activity uh, uh uh, people moving to Zellwood for the winter, snowbirds, you know. In, in the 1880s, there was a boom in the Apopka, North 
West Orange County League of uh, uh, Clay, Clay Springs, Recaba Springs was also the another area that uh, a lot of the families that were, if you were kind of the founding, you know, fathers of the of the city and build it out, it really started out in in that Clay Springs, Recaba Springs area too. And then again, those early uh, uh, professional teams had their spring training. Uh, was very popular in in Florida. So, uh, you know, they were coming, uh, bringing baseball with them. Uh, T. L. Wood Zell built the big house uh, uh, on Lake Majori in in Zellwood. He was from Philadelphia, and he wintered in Zellwood. James Laughlin of uh, Laughlin Steel Company built the Sedoni House. He was from Pittsburgh. And then, of course, John Peary uh, built his place in Plymouth. He was from Illinois. But interesting story, um, uh, we had, there was a, a president of the state bank named William Edwards, and he uh, was very successful during those boom years, and the deposits grew. And uh, he was a promoter as well, uh, promoted the 40-room hotel, downtown Apopka, uh, and they named it the William Edwards um, he's also active in the mil- $1 million in the 20s. That was a lot of money. $1 million Mount Plymouth Hotel, and that included a golf course. And then that also was instrumental in uh, improvements to the baseball field. And uh, we kind of suspect that, uh, that Edwards Field is named for William Edwards. And uh, so... Um, there was a, a person who, who wintered at the... Uh, Mount Plymouth Hotel by the name of Cornelius Alexander McGillicuddy, and uh, come to find out who this guy was, was a famous uh, baseball player, famous coach for the Philadelphia Athletics. People know him by the name of Connie Mack, uh, the grand old man of baseball. He came and wintered at the Plymouth Hotel, and so he was a Rotarian, Fort Myers uh, Rotarian, and if you know about Rotary, I was in the pop uh, the Mount Dora Club for years. You have to make up your meetings if if you're away from home. And it's very important. Yes. <laughs> so Connie Mack, the grand old man of baseball, he made up his meetings at the Popka Rotary Club, and he would give speeches to the club. And I'm undoubtedly that had to be an inspiration having Connie Mack, uh, you know, in town. So. Um, no, so, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of great history, and and before we get go too far, I also um, we, we, on our show tonight um, want to talk about the the outstanding 1968 team that you played on, were the regular season batting cha- were the batting champion, because um, I, I know, you know Coach Connie Mack Hamrick. No, I, as far as I know, no relation to to Connie Mack, but Coach Connie Mack Hamrick really made an indelible and lasting impact on a Popka Blue Daughter baseball. You had mentioned that since you you played, um, you know Popka's enjoyed tremendous success, and, and that's true. Um, in fact, there's been I think only three sub five hundred seasons since uh, Coach Connie Mack Hamrick and, and you guys were there, but. But Coach um, Connie McCamrick really laid the ultimate foundation for that because in the probably about a decade before you and, and your teammates came along, Apopka High Baseball at least was really uh, really not doing very well at all. In fact, uh, we're, we're a consistent under 500 program there. So you you and your teammates and Coach Connie McCamrick made a made a you know, tremendous and lasting 
contribution to Blue, to Blue Darter baseball. Yeah, Connie McCamrick came to Apopka in 1965, and then uh, a year later in 66, there was this big event at Edwards Field. It was the, the old-timers baseball game that was supporting the, the little raising money funds for the little new Little League field. And uh, promoters were Chamber of Commerce, John Land, of course, and Roger Williams, Popka Memorial High School principal, uh, John Andrews, Joe Sterling, and Connie Mack Hamrick. So they, uh, you know, they arranged uh, for the Minnesota Twins, who had their spring training at at, uh, Tinker Field in Orlando. Harmon Killebrew was at Tinker Field. You went? went. Yeah, I was was at that old-timers game. All all three of us were there. Lasting memory. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a blast. got one of his balls that he hit over the fence. Did you really? Mm-hmm. He hit a few over the fence, that's for sure. Uh, so, but, but, but that's the kind of thing that you know Coach Hamrick did, and of course you know, others, my father included, and you know, he said Coach Joe Sterling and uh, uh, other community, you know, town leaders. Uh, but especially the driving force, I think, was Coach Connie Mac Hamrick did to really build, rebuild the program. Um, and I remember, I still remember the there was a program uh, for that old timers game. And and it had uh, a lot of the history with a lot of the the guys that were, that yes. I just thought were, were old men in town at that time. Yeah, you know, yeah as, I, as, I as didn't as know either. Kid, um, they had been been true pioneers and Absolutely. outstanding baseball players. And I even learned some a lot of the history that I know about a Popka Blue Darter baseball um, from from that program that I got that night when I was about seven years old. Yeah. Well, Tim and I went to the museum, and I'd like to thank the Apopka Museum and the, and the Historical Society of Apopka for uh, welcoming us. And we did a little bit of research. We got pictures of that 1915 team, and uh, some of the uh, uh, some of Tim's relatives were on the team. Um, uh, yeah, for, when you look at the front cover there, Roger, four of, of the individuals, of the six that are listed there, I'm related to, so... Uh, we had, we had that team covered back in 1915. No, that what a, what a great legacy. And, yeah. Uh, and David and Tim, we're up on our our first break. We'll take a quick break. We come back, friends. We'll speak. Continue to speak with David Logan and Tim Robinson about the tremendous history and tradition of Apopka High School baseball and a pop and baseball in Apopka community as well. And before we do the go to that break, I do want to make sure we don't neglect some of the more modern day outstanding uh, alumni and representatives of Hopkins Blue Daughter Baseball. One of them is probably is um, engaged in the College World Series as we speak at this moment. Uh, Pop, uh, excuse me, the Florida Gators playing Virginia in the first round of a uh, first round game in the College World Series. Matt Prevesk uh, is a former is a Blue Daughter Baseball alumni uh, representing in the College World Series for the Florida Gators. And also uh, Zach Grinke, of course, uh, perhaps, uh, um, you know, or maybe not perhaps, you know, our most successful uh, Blue Daughter baseball alumni, uh, Zach Grinke, of course, yeah. uh, was an outstanding player for four years for the Blue Darters. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk a Popka Blue Darter baseball. It's Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. He's brought to you by Community Health Centers and Florida Dora Solutions. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up on Blue Darter Sports Central. 
since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Hey, everyone, it's Pete Paquette visiting with Nikki Cook from Florida Door Solutions. Hey, Nikki, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Nikki, I'm doing great, thanks. There's a lot of things happening at Florida Door Solutions. Serving Central Florida with the best garage door repair and products ever. You're helping folks with repair and design installation. Nikki, tell our listeners about this unique showroom you've got. I think it's the only one in Central Florida like it. The doors go up and down. You can see the uh, framework. You can see the hardware. You can uh, check out some of the garage doors. That's a really cool idea. Yes, we do have a fully functional showroom or design center right here in Apopka. We can help you with your home, your business, whatever garage door you have or overhead door, we can help. So please stop by anytime. Um, We're at fladoor.com or 777 South Park Avenue. Thanks, Nikki. Serving Central Florida for over 20 years with the professional product, service, and installation they've become known for. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR or go online to fladoor.com. Florida Door Solutions. Attention taxpayers, if you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by a to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-419-0017. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-419-0017. 800-419-0017. That's 800-419-0017. Is your summer staffing situation significantly scarce? Then you need Indeed. Their powerful all-in-one hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Want to find your next great hire? Visit Indeed.com slash credit. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Frank and Williams. We're glad you're joining us. We're talking baseball, of course, on this hot summer evening. And we're talking about the history and tradition of Apopka Blue Darter baseball and baseball in the Apopka community. And we've got two great authoritative figures joining us, David Logan. David Logan was a member of the outstanding 1968 team led by Coach Connie McHamrick um, and Coach Tim Curtin as well, and we're, um, who set the school record for wins with an 18-5 and season at that time. Uh, also, Orange Belt Conference champions, David Logan is joining us. And we're pleased to be joined by Tim Robinson, a fifth-generation Apopkin, an outstanding basketball player at Apopka High School, and 
OJC, Orlando Junior College, back in the day, um, and a you know, very knowledgeable man of on Apopka history. And let's go now, and we're also going to, pleased to be joined now by Coach Tim Curtan, and he was his assistant coach on that outstanding 1968 team. Hello, Mr. Curtan. Hey, great to speak with you. Hey there. Been listening. I, I've enjoyed listening to Tim and uh, the other David. You? Hey, Tim. Hey. Yeah, it's great to catch up with you. You know, I've got a lot of fond memories of that 68 team and those years with you, know, with you and Coach Connie McHamrick, especially specifically 68 to 69, uh, 68, 67, and 66, 67, and 68. And um, what, what can you share with us, uh, Mr. Croton, about, about that, that, those team and those guys? That 68 team was a very special group of young men. They were eager to learn. They were very talented, but they were also a lot of fun. No, absolutely, they, they, they played well together. Very, very keen assessment. A- absolutely, and, and David, can you share a little bit about uh, you know, Mr. Curtin and, and you know his role there along with Coach Connie Matic Hamrick? Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, Coach Curtin was always there. I mean, he was just, uh, you know, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes we took him for granted, but he was there behind us, uh, you know, every 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 time he was needed. And I know Coach Hamrick uh, really appreciated uh, Coach Curtin's uh, assistance and, and, and help in, in leading the team. Well, there was one time during the summer, or no, during the spring, that Coach Hamrick's mother got very ill. And he had to leave. And that left me in charge, scared to death with all this talent. <laughs> but they did well for me. They we played me. We played in Leesburg against, against the great Buddy Lowe's uh, baseball team in Leesburg. They, they were our nemesis. So we always had a fight on our hands with Leesburg. And I uh, got to know Coach Lowe, uh, Buddy Lowe, later on. And, and uh, uh, he re- really respected the Apopka team. Yeah, that was a great We had ser- hoped to be able to play in the stadium, but no. We had to go play out in the field. Oh, yeah. We had played across the street. Yeah, that that field there in Leesburg is still there, and it's from the same era that uh, Edwards Field. But of course, it's grand, It's a great stadium, great stadium in Leesburg. Yeah. But they still use it. They still the one do. Where we played across the street. They don't use it anymore. Yeah, they have a college team, the baseball, the the bat league, uh, a wood the wood bat uh, league uh, team that plays there. They're worth going to see. They're a lot of fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I enjoy that league. Mr. Croton, can you talk about how you came to uh, you know, to you become a you know, part of the team and you know getting with Coach Connie McCamrick, you know becoming an assistant coach uh, with these guys? Well, that was my first year teaching, that nineteen sixty seven sixty eight, and I was fresh from playing baseball at Vanderbilt, and I'd played ball ever since I was eight years old. I just love baseball. And so I asked him if I could come out and maybe be a help. And he said, sure. I'm going to turn down help. And we got to be good friends. And I, I enjoyed it. No, that's great. And can you share a, a, a little about the team? Because I've got many firsthand memories. Of it. 
went to every home game uh, um, back in those days, and um, you know you had great pitching staff and, and great defense. In addition to the great job that David did as catcher, you know you had two outstanding pitchers, Bobby Sherman and Don Kilpatrick. I remember, I remember the scholar, the uh, major league scout that was scouting him, and I had known him from my youth when my father was running the farm team in Orlando. And I don't know if David ever knew it or not, but Zach Taylor was a catcher and was scouting David and Bobby and Donnie. But Zach caught the longest, what was then the longest game ever played in Major League, some 20-something innings. I didn't know that. Uh, Bobby had, Bobby's fastball would just blow most people away. Now, we went up to DeLand one time, and the boys were scared to death of the DeLand pitcher because he threw hard. He threw fast. And they didn't think he could hit him. So after the first time through the order, second time around, come up to our, our good hitters like David. So we started bunting. Everybody had to bunt because their defense had not even touched the ball. So once they got an opportunity to field the ball and throw it around a little, they did, and we won. But the boys learned they could put the bat on the ball. And, and great strategy and tactics as well. And, and David and, and Mr. Cartan, I'd like to, along those same lines of the great pitching, uh, Bobby Collins actually sent me an, a, a, an article from the Orlando Sentinel several years ago uh, about a game with Kissimmee. I believe it was on the road, actually. Uh, Kissimmee Osceola. It's known as Kissimmee Osceola now. We just called him Kissimmee back in the day. But um, you know, where Bobby Sherman struck out something like 27 batters. Yeah. You Not know, a yeah, he did, and uh, reminded me of Jug Anderson from the early town teams who did the same thing. He would pitch double headers, but Bob Sherman, uh, he was on that day, and uh, my he, memory, he was usually on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my go, memory may not be what it used to be, but I very vaguely remember an American Legion ball game during the summer of '68 when Bobby we were playing Edgewater. And Bobby Sherman got locked up with the, the Edgewater pitcher in a double no hitter. Yeah, that, that might have been Chip Gerke and Phil King. And we coaching. We uh, we won that one. Now, it was the one I'm thinking of was Bobby. Absolutely, Gerke came along later. I was I was I remember Chip Gerke as a as a little league player. Well, you know, you had, had J. You had Jay Bergman on, Roger, uh, I think last week, and uh, Bob Sherman and Chip Gerke pitched for uh, Coach Bergman at Seminole High School, and I was at mm-hmm. Valencia at the time. You know, just a, a lot of great great baseball history. And, and Coach, um, now, Curtin, can you, can you talk about uh, some, you know, t- talk some of your teaching? You, know, you had an exceptional career um, as a teacher, English teacher. You, know, you, you were, I was your student in seventh grade and have many fond memories of that. Can you talk a little bit about your I teaching remember. career? <laughs> I remember. And uh, the kids, Apopka, 20th century Apopka, was a very special place. The, the people were all nice. The kids were all nice. They, you know, kids would come up to me and they'll say, oh, I was so bad. I said, no, no, you don't know bad. 
because I remember all the good things about them. I don't remember the bad things. I remember bad things that happened, but not bad kids. But they were all good kids, and I loved every one of them. Well, well, you made a huge impact, you know, as a teacher, but especially as, as a key member of that 1968 team. Truly historic to this day, set the all-time record for season wins with an 18-5 season, won an Orange Belt Conference Championship, and did many things to to lay the groundwork for future future great success at Apopka High School. Fifty plus years of it. Uh, we have a hard break coming up, uh, Mr. Kirkton. It's been great to speak with you, and I want to thank Alrighty. you for joining us. Thank, thank you, Coach. Uh, thank you. Good, good. I played with David for a number of years later on. Yeah, we did. We did. Good, good to hear your voice. David was all good. And when we come back, we'll speak. You know, Tim Robinson will share some great insights about uh, a popular blue order basketball as well, and especially the Coach Joe Sterling era. In fact, uh, speaking of Coach Joe Sterling, he was actually the head baseball coach for several years back in the 1950s, actually, at, at Apopka, and was a, a captain of the team at Auburn University. But then before we go to that break, I do want to mention some other, because it's easy to forget people, and we, I know we'll forget a lot of people, actually. Um, but I do want to mention specifically some other outstanding people, uh, Apopka Blue Darter baseball alumni, both players and coaches, and that would include Coach Pete Dunn, my high school coach. Yes. Of course, that was his first job in coaching, and it was, I mean, as a head coach. And he told me, uh, you know, before um, – share with me recently, I didn't even realize this, it was his first paid job where he drew a paycheck, was as our head baseball coach uh, my senior year, and he took over a team that had gone 5-13, and 13, uh, much like Coach Connie McCamrick did with you guys, David, and we won a district championship the the, the very first year uh, under his leadership. Um, so, so I want to mention Coach Pete Dunn. Of course, he's much better known for the extraordinary Hall of Fame career he had at Stetson University, mm-hmm. where he uh, ended his uh, career as, uh, the, if I'm not mistaken, the 15th all-time winningest uh, coach in college baseball history. In 36 years at Stetson, so we want to mention him. And then uh, before we go to that break, of course, Chip Gerkey, a lot of people don't know because Gerkey is much better known for the tremendous football success he had at Apopka in 23 years. He was actually the head baseball coach for one year as well. And, of course, Sonny Wise you know, did an extraordinary job for over 30 years, uh, racking up hundred, literally hundreds of wins. So, anyway, well, friends, we're going to have a quick break, and we'll, we'll talk more about Blue baseball in Apopka baseball history with David Logan and Tim Robinson. Please it's Blue Darter Sports Central. Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams is brought to you by Community Health Centers and Florida Dora Solutions. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up on Blue Darter Sports Central. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Daniel Ellsberg, the government analyst and whistleblower who leaked the Pentagon Papers in 1971, has died at 92. Ellsberg had announced in February that he was terminally ill with pancreatic cancer. A letter released by his family says he died Friday morning. The leak of the 7,000-page Defense Department study revealed that officials had doubts about U.S. strategy in Vietnam, fueling the debate on U.S. involvement in Southeast Asia. A federal judge...
judge is blocking much of Indiana's ban on sex change procedures for minors from taking effect as scheduled July 1st. The American Civil Liberties Union of Indiana sought the temporary injunction in its legal challenge of the Republican-backed law, which was enacted this spring. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 108 points. The Nasdaq dropped 93. The S&P lower by 16. This is SRN News. Small business since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Join us with this special episode of some of Florida's greatest dads giving you their experiences, strength, and hope on how to lead. Live, work, shop, play in Florida with Joe Mullins. Sunday night at 9 on AM 950 and FM 94.9 The Answer. Streaming at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Do you have an IRA or 401k? Please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Hotgrill.com. Hi, this is Derek from Thompson Jewelers. The event you have been waiting for is here. The annual disposal event from Thompson Jewelers is happening now at our Orlando store. All year long, we gather up items for our stores. Vintage estate jewelry, closeout jewelry, manufactured discount jewelry, oversock jewelry, trade-ins, old repairs, everything. We gather up for this event and we sell those items for a fraction of their value. For example, we'll have a piece of jewelry that is worth hundreds Hundreds of dollars, and we will sell it for fifty bucks. A piece of jewelry that is worth a thousand dollars will sell for a few hundred dollars. Rings, earrings, bracelets, pendants, chains, charms, and so much more. Hundreds of pieces of the fine jewelry in our warehouses will be sold for a fraction of the retail value. It's the Thompson Jewelers Disposal Event going on now at the Colonial Plaza in store only. Thompson Jewelers also located in St. Cloud on Highway 192 in the Hobby Lobby Shopping Center. On at thompson-jewelers.com. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, theanswerorlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's great to be with you on a nice hot June afternoon as we kind of ease into the weekend, a Father's Day weekend. Talking baseball tonight 
on Blue Water Sports Central, specifically the history and tradition of Apopka High School baseball and baseball in the Apopka community. Of course, it's all brought to you by our friends at Florida Door Solutions and Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Community Health Centers were founded in 1972. Since that time, they have served the citizens of Central Florida with quality, affordable health care, now with 15 locations. We're pleased to be joined by David Logan. David Logan was the batting champion of the famed 1968 team, which resurrected baseball at Apopka High School, laid a foundation of 50-plus years of baseball excellence, and won the Orange Belt Conference Championship that year. They set the all-time win record as well that year with 18-5 and five record for, uh, at that time. We're also pleased to be joined by Tim Robinson, fifth-generation Apopka, an outstanding basketball player at Apopka and at Orlando Junior College. And you guys, now we're going to, and Tim has done some great research about basketball as well. And before we go back, before we go to Tim Robinson, I do want to mention a couple more central baseball figures as well. And as I've said before, we're not, we're going to, sadly, we're going to miss some because uh, there's only so much time, but I want to hit as many as we can. And we definitely need to mention uh, Ray Goolsby, who was the first. Uh, Major League Baseball player, Major League Baseball product of Apopka High School. He played for yep. the Washington Senators. Yep. Yes, he did. The original Washington Senators. The original ones. Yes, he did. Ray uh, Ray graduated from high school around 1939, 1940. Uh, and Ray was a uh, really... Uh, baseball star and a football star. He was the quarterback of the team, of the football team. Uh, He was invited to play uh, in his senior year in an all-star game against the all-stars from the state of Ohio over in St. Pete. Uh, And uh, from there, he got offered a a scholarship to Clemson, but he was also a tremendous baseball player. And, uh, uh, of course, then uh, once he graduated from high school, the war breaks out, so things are put on pause for everybody. But uh, after the war, he he went, uh, uh, you know, was drafted and uh, wound up uh, playing for the Senators for a few years, so... And then, of course, we would obviously need to mention his son, Dan Goolsby, I'm sure you'll mention prominently, because yeah. he was uh, you know, a, a truly historic figure in a pop to blue order basketball. But Absolutely. he was an outstanding athlete, too, and had a great baseball career, uh, and actually started some games as a pitcher, if I understand, as a freshman yep. back in the day, yep. and was an outstanding football player as well. Yeah. Dan actually uh, lettered in football, baseball, and track for four years, ninth grade through 12th grade. So, yeah, he was uh, very athletic, very talented, and uh, basketball was, uh, I guess, uh, his best sport. Uh, and he, he did get a scholarship to University of Florida after his, his senior year. But he led uh, a Popka to this first, uh, I guess it's been the, really the only state first championship in, in basketball. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a Popka success during that time, you know, really started with the arrival of Joe Sterling. And you, know, you sum up a Popka basketball from 1951 to 1966 through Joe Sterling. And it took Joe, I'm sure, a few years to, to build things up. But uh, the the 1960, 61, 61-62, and 62-63 teams were really uh, very good teams. They won the state championship in 62. The team the next year went to the state championship and lost in the in the final game. But 
but I was I was talking to my cousin Dan the other night, and and Dan was telling me that the 60, 60 61 team, yeah, the sixty sixty one team, if I'm getting the years correct, uh, his sophomore year was really a good team also, and probably could have contended for a state title had they not had some disciplinary issues with some players about halfway through the year, and and uh, they lost about half the, half the team. And uh, you know that which really cut their cut their chances uh, right right killed their chances for that. But uh, that sixty sixty one sixty two uh, team was a very good team. It was a, a almost magical team, if if you will. But it had uh, Dan Goolsby, George Keverin, who was also a football star, uh, David Sellers, Jimmy Cottle, who also played football. Chris Bateman was on that team as a, a junior. Wayne Spoon, uh, Johnny Belcher, uh, Bobby Woodham. Earl Roach, Brian King, and Bill Goding, just to name a, a few of the ones, and a very talented team. Uh, they beat Lake City 58-55, and uh, uh, I was there at that game. Dad took me for up for all those games, and I, I don't remember many of the details of that game, but uh, Dan mentioned in the night that uh, uh, Lake City pulled ahead by two points with seconds left, and Dan took the inbound pass. And uh, one of the guards on the Lake City team, you know, reached in on him, which he didn't need to do because you were two points ahead. But he reached in from the referee's angle. He thought he was fouled, called the foul. Dan made the one and one, tied it up, went into overtime, and then the Popka won in the in the overtime. But uh, and I'm pretty sure Dan Goolsby got the winning bucket in in, in the probably overtime so. too, to, to, <laughs> probably to win so. the game. Yeah, probably so. But uh, it's interesting to note that the. Uh, 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 that the team the next year, uh, you know, wound up playing Delan and lost in the final to to Delan. So you had a really, uh, you know, you had a good cast of carriers coming back with Chris Bateman and Larry Be- uh, Beasley and Wayne Spoon and some of those guys. But uh, they had a, another good, good uh, team uh, that year also. And when you talk about the impact of Coach Joe Sterling. You not only uh, was his team, his 62 team, the only state basketball champion a Popka's ever had. Um, we've never gone, you know, when he was here, we went to the state uh, tournament, you know, virtually every year, numerous times. Yeah, won um, the OBC and, tournament. And, and, and we have not champions. been back to the to the state tournament since. Yeah. Popka hasn't been back to the to the, to the the Final Four um, since Coach Sterling, Joe Sterling left. So that shows the phenomenal, extraordinary impact that he had on the Popka Basketball. Yeah, of course, he founded the program at Seminole College, mm-hmm. where he was there for for many yeah. years as well, and made it made a similar impact. Yeah, in fact, he won state championship over there as well. Yeah, it's interesting, Roger. During the during the sixties, uh, there was a a uh, either nephew of Bud Robinson or son of Bud Robinson playing on the varsity basketball for ten ten years throughout the sixties. So it was a. I'll throw in one thing that uh, Coach Connie Mack Hamrick told me. He said that uh, he went to North North Carolina as the basketball coach for Rutherford High School. He said Coach Sterling gave me his playbook. In the second year, they they won the state championship in North Carolina. He said I used Coach Sterling's playbook. Yeah, the two things you think about Joe Sterling, you, you think about fundamentals and discipline. That's what he built his teams and his program around. And you know during during that time, uh, really his nemesis w- was actually Deland, Coach Murray Arnold. Oh at, yes, at Deland. I remember the nine to eight game yes, or something. Yes, well the 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 year that they lost to Deland, I mean th- there was only a, like three losses that year, and two of them were to Deland. 
And then, of course, in the 60, 65, 66 season, I think 65 is when uh, the infamous, you know, hold game went on where uh, DeLand got the lead three to two within the first couple of minutes or so. And then Murray just crossed half court and stopped and held it. And Joe let him hold the ball the whole half. And then they came out and they, they uh, you know, after they got the tip of the second half and they held it again. He let them hold it the whole time and then didn't press them until the last, you know, little bit and, and wound up being a nine, nine to eight loss or win for, for DeLand. So, yeah, I actually mentioned that one time too. I mean, that's a memory. Yeah, a memory. I was at that game too. And yeah. one of the, you know, if you're at the game, you're obviously going to remember it. And uh, uh, um, I mentioned that to Coach Sterling one time, and he, he was not pleased to, to have that <laughs> game brought back up. And, and he did make the point that we played him two weeks later and beat him by twenty. So I want to put that yeah. on the record from from Coach Sterling. Yeah. I ran into Murray Arnold. He wound up coaching at Deland, I think, right before he retired. I mean, at Stetson, and I went over to see a game and, and got to. Uh, uh, talk with him for about an hour. We reminisced about uh, uh, his uh, his battles with Joe Sterling, and then of course he went to Lyman High School after he left Deland. And I played against him for three years, and then he went on to I think his assistant coach at FSU. But he had a great and he was career head coach and, at Birmingham Southern yeah, as well. Bur- that's right. That's right. As well as Stetson. Yeah, Murray Arnold. What a what a, what a character! And you know him and uh, Coach Sterling had some some classic battles, a classic rivalry they sure back did. in the day. Sure did. And, and I do want to mention that while we're on the topic of basketball, though, you know, your head coach, it was actually his first year at Apopka, uh, Tim, your senior year, if I'm not mistaken, Coach Galen Ward. Yep. And you know, I had the opportunity to play, actually, JV football. He was a JV football coach when I played uh, JV football, and Coach Ward was just an outstanding coach. He was just one of those guys that had a, had a gift uh, for, for coaching and you know his impact on uh, success on Apopka basketball. Um, not quite at the level of Coach Joe Sterling, but it was it was ex- exceptional. He won multiple district championships. Well, he benef- multiple Orange Belt Conference championships. And, yeah, uh, he'd been a great. He, he benefited from the the you know the really the combining of Phyllis Wheatley and Apopka, and he got some some really good athletes came from from Phyllis Wheatley. And uh, I played against some of those guys in the in the summer summer league basketball, but but he really he really had a good strong group of of athletes there in the in the early seventies. And of course, uh, you know, Coach Ward, and then you know, af- and the two years after Coach Sterling left, uh, amazingly, we um, you know we, we took a dip, and I believe I know we went at least we went under five hundred actually the second year after he left. I wasn't uh, going to bring that up, Roger, but uh, now that you have, <laughs> yeah. But, but was, the point I was going to make with it was Coach Ward came in after that yes. and, and got the program back on the on the winning track. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Anything else you want to? I mean, I wasn't going to talk too much about, about no, those teams. We, it was just, yeah, you know, it, it just was. Shows, it shows the impact of a great coaching coach Absolutely. Sterling, and uh, you know, it wasn't the program. It, it, it was Joe Sterling, and then of course when he when he left, of course uh, we took that dip, and then Coach Ward came in and and reestablished Apopka with yeah. with a, a, some some great success. In fact, we made it twice to the Elite Eight. We got within one game of the state tournament twice in the regional final under Coach Ward, but. Couldn't quite get there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, friends, we're going to take our next break, and we'll be back with David Logan and Tim Robinson on Blue Darter Sports Central as we talk Blue Darter baseball history and Blue Darter basketball history. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Florida Door Solutions. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Blue 
Carter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams is brought to you by Community Health Centers and Florida Dora Solutions. Don't go away. More great sports talk coming up on Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for Central Florida, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. And they are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offers Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency. That'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround Orlando. Remember to Google Salem Surround Orlando today. There are over 10,000 reasons why steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Find tools for the job site or your own backyard at over 10,000 authorized local steel dealers. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. Well, maybe I am. If you're buying a diamond ring for your wife, it's not cool to be cheap. If you're buying airline tickets, oh, it's very cool to be cheap and called Trip Amigo, where you can fly anywhere in the world and save up to 75% on over 500 airlines and 300,000 hotels, plus rental cars and vacation packages. Visit family, friends, or go on a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Go ahead. Be cheap. We have special fares we're not allowed to publish. When you book your airline reservations with Trip Amigo, you'll spend your travel money when you get there, not by getting there. Call Trip Amigo now and mention the travel code AMIGO and save even more. Call Trip Amigo now. 800-732-6188. 800-732-6188. That's 800-732-6188. Answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Friends, it's great to be with you tonight on a wonderful, hot summer evening. As we ease into the weekend, I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you on Blue Daughter Sports Central. It's a program that brings you uplifting stories of achievement by Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni, and it's all made possible by our friends at Florida Door Solutions and Community Health Centers of Central Florida. We're speaking with David Logan, member of the outstanding 1968, actually historic, actually, Apopka High School baseball team. And we also, with Tim Robinson, who was a standout basketball player at Apopka, 
and Orlando Junior College, and he's a five, a fifth generation Apopkin, and he has both of these guys have tremendous history. They're sharing with us about Apopka baseball and basketball, and you know, David and Tim. Before you know, go back to Tim in just a moment, and David. But I do want to make sure that I mention at least uh, three other people, and um, one is Bob Pittman who had a huge impact. Of course, I played ball with his and grew up next door to his grandsons, Bo and Scott Pittman. And, um, and of course, Scott was a member of that our 1975 uh, district champions that uh, made it to uh, the Elite Eight under Coach Pete Dunn. But uh, I just learned today, actually, when I was doing a little research on Florida Gator baseball, that Bob Pittman actually had been the head coach of the Florida Gators one year back in 1945. Did not know that. Did not I, know it. I knew that he had, that's according to Wikipedia, and I knew that he had been an assistant coach at Florida, but I did not realize he had been the, the head baseball coach at Florida. And, of course, he was an, an outstanding player, and his son Robert was an outstanding player as well. Um, and I do want to mention, of course, Jug Anderson, who uh, was instrumental. He was one of the men that helped found Apopka Little League. He was the, the coach of our rival, the Yankees. And, boy, we had some classic games with those back in the day. But but even, um, you know, just as significantly, he was one of the outstanding players in the history of, of Apopka High School baseball as a pitcher. Um, and he's had some tremendous exploits, which you actually have documented here, Tim. And I want to mention, too, my own personal First, little my little league coach, Coach Jimmy Usler, who, whereas he wasn't an outstanding player, but he was a player for a Popka Blue Runner baseball um, and a Popka sports, and he was one of the men who really helped to get a Popka little league started. and And I and he was definitely he was without his out the best the best little league coach any kid could ever have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of little league, I. I, I as far as I know, I think around 1960 is when you you had a more organized little league going. Linwood Nelson, who was a coach at Apopka, uh, actually started that, and uh, there were only four teams that played, and it was just a, a summer league. But uh, I believe that was probably some it, of the the first really organized little league that we had. It, Tim, Tim and I played uh, in sure the, the city league. It was a yep. Kitland uh, Park. Yep. They had a little diamond there in the tennis court. You know, Zeb Russ would come up, left big left hand, and hit a pop up. He'd go into tennis court, and he got a home run. So yeah. you know, so we played uh, two or three years there, I guess, mm-hmm. in the park, mm-hmm. and then we went over to Edwards, Edwards Field. Field after that. Uh, and then yep. later on, they got the Little League field in 68, yeah, I think. Yeah, sometime in that, probably 63, 64, we'd begin to pick up corporate sponsors, and you'd have, I remember I was on the first federal Dodgers one year, first federal whatever it was, but you, they you know, they had corporate sponsors or local sponsors, local merchants sponsoring the teams by that time and buying uniforms for them, so... Yeah, there were. Yeah, and that was uh, that was important part of the building process yeah. for your team. Uh, it was David. absolutely was. And of course, Coach uh, Linwood Nelson. He's an historic figure, an outstanding coach, uh, and teacher at Apopka. And uh, yeah, there were various uh, re- youth uh, leagues, but uh, the quote unquote official, officially sanctioned little league was started in 1968. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was two years after the '66 Old Timers game, and uh, it was the 50 year anniversary of the town team the that's what the 66 uh the the guys that were listed there and a popka town team was when the popka when when baseball was king 
and uh, the uh, all the different towns had had uh, had town leagues. Some some of them were uh, the Fort Meade had a team. A Popka Packers was the name of the Popka team. The Umatilla Umptums, the Winter Park Crackers, the Mount Dora Mountaineers, Winter Park Gardeners, Tavares Travelers. Orlando Colts and the Sanford Celery Feds, and those last two teams uh, were admitted to the Florida State Florida State League later on. No wonder they were fighting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Names like that. But uh, uh, the the thirty six team with uh, Jug Anderson. Uh, there's an article uh, in the uh, that uh, he was a, their ace pitcher, and. Um, um, who else can we talk about? Um, no, and that's a great. And that was in an era um, back. You know, you could say that's a pre World War II and immediate yes. post World War II era. And if people will recall that, you know, television hadn't even been invented <laughs> exactly. yet. Um, you know, when those guys were really getting started. So, but so the point is, it was you know, and of course, um, most people that live here don't remember these days, but. As, as old school old timers do back in those and this is the pre Disney days of of Florida Florida was a rural agrarian state very rural um, you know Orange County and and surrounding counties Lake Seminole Brevard Osceola of course yep. were rural agrarian uh, counties so it was a completely different way of life and and playing you know all these teams had their own baseball team and that was a, a center of, of of social cultural and recreational um, you know a, 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 Opportunity. Well, it was a way to prove a number of things about yourself. Yeah, how accurate you were, how strong you were, you know, how uh, good your strategy was. Just all different types of ways that uh, a young man could prove their worthiness was on the baseball diamond and yeah, do it legitimately. Th- there were their names in the thirties and forties, and we we mentioned. Uh, a couple already with Jug Anderson and, and uh, Mr. Mahaffey, but there was Urquharts and Godings and the Stewarts and McCormicks and the Shepherd, Leon and Lori Shepherd brothers and Glenn Morton and Starbirds and so many names that Mallory Welch. Mallory Welch, but so many of those names that we recognize from their their kids we went to school with. So, you know, their their children uh were were our contemporaries. But these were the guys that were you know, not only the pillars of the community, but also athletes. Uh, and uh, they were great, you know, pretty good role models, but also uh, really uh, represented the community and then was the foundation, I think, in which Apopka as a community and as a sports community could be built on in the for the for the future. Tradition. Tradition. Yes. yes. Absolutely, I, I, I don't. I don't think we mentioned uh, Jim Mahav. We mentioned him off the air, but uh, we don't need to tell that story. But uh, we, we about the competitive, the competitive nature of, of some Jim, of some Jim of our, a, our Jim elders. Jim was a good pa- but, uh, uh, pitcher. He was. Uh, he claimed to have held the strikeout record for many years, uh, but he also held the most walked record too. But uh, he claims it was because he played more games. But he was a good pitcher, very good pitcher. And also, uh, he was the pre- actually the president of a popular little league back back in the day. That that um, back when I was playing back in the, in, the, in the early years of a popular league in the sixties. Yeah, and there, there wasn't a lot of documentation for the fifties, Roger. But I'll just quickly mention in in the the early fifties the. Popka League was still being played. The Orange Orange Lake uh, Orange uh, Lake Orange League, League was still being town played. Teams. But but uh, it began to expand. But you had you know individuals like Jack Gillum, Dan Rich, James Free, you know Freeze Ice and, and all that. Tom Dorman, Jack Ur- Urquhart, and Mark Ryan were some of the players on that early team. 
uh, from the from the fifth day. Yeah, and that's so great you mentioned that, Tim, because I did want to mention specifically another outstanding team. We talked a lot about the '68 team, deservedly so. The 19, it was and I, 47 or 48. I'm not exactly sure. I'm pretty sure a 48 or 49 uh, team was one of the uh, four teams. Uh, you know, w- 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 the th- the third team to get to go to the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Apopkin uh, went to the state tournament in 1932. That was back when Coach uh, Jug Anderson was yep. was pitching in 34. And then uh, we went my senior year in 75 under Coach Pete Dunn. And uh, the 19, uh, either 48 or 49 team went to the state tournament as well. And that was a bunch of J.C. Hicks was on that team, Mark Ryan, uh, Jack Gillum. And I'm sure I'm missing some, but some of the, the gentlemen that you mentioned, and that in terms of a Popka Blue Darter baseball history, uh, th- that high school team w- w- was a was a huge team. Absolutely, hugely successful. Well, Tim, I and Dave, I really appreciate you know, all of your your great research, your great knowledge and wisdom, and um, it's been great to spend a little time with you. Absolutely, I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you for sharing a great history about a Popka baseball both Apopka High School baseball and Apopka High School basketball, but baseball, the culture of baseball in Apopka. Yep, yep. And I, I just need to get in, Roger, that I was the uh, sports editor for the yearbook in 67 through 69, so I took the pictures of the baseball team. So I, I, I get, need to get credit for that. You do, because um, you know, I mean, back in the day, the, the, a lot of times the baseball team didn't even make it into the yearbook because well, I had to of go with the Polaroid, Polaroid camera to, to get those shots. We appreciate your documenting that great history. Uh, well, friends, it's been great to be with you today. Stay tuned for Charlie Kirk coming up next and Officer Tatum after Charlie Kirk. I want to give a shout-out to our producer, Jeff, and wish all of you a wonderful Father's Day weekend. From Blue Daughter Sports Central, have a great night. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, WORL, Orlando, New Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.